Hi, and welcome to Cameron's Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We hope you're blessed by today's message. so on and you'll realize just I've already barely scratched the surface of some some of the stuff that I wanted to cover actually um part of the intention for me always has to be that you you supply all the material but you know you can't go through all the material yeah so so I would urge and 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 recommend that you you know read around it and so on and so forth okay so I ask you to have a look at these things um, and, and, the, and, and these different names. And these are some of the names that we get from these scriptures, right? So the, the, the different names that are given or that are attributed to the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I don't know about the cultures you guys are from, but in Nigeria, when we give people names, the names have meaning. Yeah. Now, when I say that, when I say that to other people, yeah, especially especially to English people, they get all offended and they go, "Well, well our names have meaning." Yeah, my name means sunflower or whatever it is, and and and, and I say yes, but 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 not the way the names have meaning in Nigeria. So, for example, um, uh, so 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 for example, my my mother's my mother's name is uh, is Yetunde, and and that means mother has returned because she was the first girl born after her grandmother died yeah so when they hear if, if someone says yet day they'll know automatically ah oh, okay someone female someone close to your mother must have died close to your birth does that make sense yeah um so you see so when i say names have meaning now you understand what i mean yeah names names have names have meaning um my name, uh, my name is Tiwa Dola, and essentially it means uh, the gift of God is ours. Um, my mother wanted to call me something else. That meant the gift of God is is mine, i.e., is hers, and and she felt no that I I should be a gift to everybody. Yeah. So if you see me speaking to everybody, it's my mother. You should blame. So, so 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 th- this this is what it means. Um. Um, my, 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 well, my, my dad as well, my, my dad's name, uh, Toki Tokumbo, uh, means born overseas because he wasn't born in Nigeria. Yeah? So, so when they hear this name, Toki, they know, oh, okay, they, they know what this means. Or my other cousin, uh, her, her name means last born. Um, so again, they, they knew, okay, they weren't going to have any more, well, they weren't planning on having any more kids, but, you know, <laughs> sometimes man plan God last. So, so, so this idea, the idea is that, the idea is that, um, that that names mean something yeah it's not just uh you know it's not just oh i like that name why why do you choose this name oh i like it no 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 there's some meaning there's 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 much deeper meaning in our culture and 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 i i I get a sense of of this as, as well when when people talk about the holy spirit um, in scripture, we, we see and understand, we get a glimpse of their experience of, of him. Yeah? If you said to me, before I had kids, yeah? if you said to me, what is a father? 
I would have described it based on my relationship with my father. He said, what is a father? I would have said, a father is a disciplinarian. Because first and foremost, that is who I was terrified of my dad as a child. Yeah, my, my father was a very, very strict man. And he expressed his love through discipline. As far as he was concerned, if he didn't love us, he would let us run wild. But out of love for us, he, he, he disciplined us. And very firmly so. If you ask my kids, I suppose they'll probably say the same thing. I've picked up some of his attributes. But I think that, especially my youngest, will probably say, uh, what is a father? They'll probably say a father's a playmate. Yeah, because, because we, we play together. We play together an, an awful lot. And so what we see here is we get these different descriptions that are based on the author's understanding and experience of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, uh, you've all heard the story of the blind men and the elephant. Yes? No? I see some... Okay. The story of the blind men and the elephant. So it's a simple story. The story simply goes that some blind men uh, chance upon an elephant, and because they're blind, they, they can't see it, and so they feel it in order to discern or to understand what an elephant is. Yes? So one feels the leg and says an elephant is, is thick and tall like a tree. One feels the ear and says an elephant's flat like a blanket. Uh, one feels the trunk and says, no, it's, it's like, a, uh, like a snake. One feels the tail and says, no, it's thin like a wire, and so on and so forth. The idea is that they're all seeing different parts of the truth. None of them in isolation are lying even though they're saying different things, but they're all saying different parts of the truth. And so it is. These are, these are all different parts. These are all different characteristics, different parts of the truth, but they're not the truth in itself. The difference between that story and the Holy Spirit is in that story, they're feeling the elephant, yeah? But the elephant, crucially, cannot speak. The elephant cannot speak. But the Holy Spirit can. So, uh, different names. Uh, the Good Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Counselor. I love that. I love that. God is Counselor. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Nigerian. Nigerians, West Africans, were a very uh, conservative, in many ways, repressed, I would say, culture. Yeah? Um, <laughs> and when, when I came to this country, I had trouble adjusting to the UK system. Yeah, I had trouble adjusting. In fact, the school I went to was terrible. I got badly bullied and so on and so forth. And I, I had trouble. And I remember this. My teacher suggested that I should have therapy, that I should have counseling. Yeah? And my mother said, <laughs> no, 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 no child of mine will be going to therapy, thank you very much. Yeah? We, we, don't, we don't believe in such, we don't believe in such Nigeria. Um, and, and the apple has fallen far from the tree because I, 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 I believe, I think the problem is there's a stigma attached to therapy. We don't know what it is. When I go to somebody, to, to ask them to pray for me. This is a form of therapy. When I go to someone and I'm burdened, say, I've got this challenge, I've got this difficulty. If I, if I speak to an older, more, well, not necessarily older, but if I speak to a more experienced person in, in a certain thing, and they're advising me, they're counseling me. To me, this is a form of therapy. Uh, and we call the Holy Spirit the, the counselor. Yeah, this is, the, 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 the Spirit will, will, will give us counsel, will give us good counsel, will give us in itself a, a, a form of therapy. He's a spirit of truth. He's a spirit of truth. And we're going to look at images of, of the spirit in a second. Um, 
He's the spirit of truth. The truth, the truth is. Yeah, the, the, the truth is, and the truth always is, and the truth only can be, which sounds awfully philosophical, doesn't it? Um, but it is, the, the truth is. By this, what I mean is, the truth doesn't care about your feelings, okay? The, the truth doesn't care about your fears or your concerns or your doubt. The, the truth just is, yeah? This, this, this is black. I, I can cry myself upside down and inside out, but, but it won't change this being black for one second. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, 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 the truth, it, it, it is, and it always will be the truth. Does that make sense? Yeah? What changes, what changes is our understanding of it. Yeah? We, we could go to another country where, by chance, the word black in that country is white. So instead of when we go to that country, we don't call it black, we call it white. Fine. Our understanding has changed. We could understand, well, actually black is this particular wave and so on and so forth. Yeah? Our understanding can change. Yeah, if you wear black in heat, this happens. If you wear black in the cold, that happens. Our understanding changes. But the truth doesn't stop. Yet the truth is. Yes? The Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. He is. And he always will be. Yes? We can, we can cry ourselves inside out, but he does not stop being the truth. Now, here's why it matters. If he is the truth, if what he says is truth, it means that when he gives us or tells us something that is challenging, that is difficult, we cannot hide from it. By saying, oh, well, maybe. Yes? The truth is. Let me give an example from my life. Um, I, I told you this thing about how I was worried about money. Yeah? And how I pray for and lodging and all that kind of stuff. Yeah? On top of that, what God then gave me was, not only am I not to worry about money, but I'm to be free with money. And so one of the things I put in my heart is that if I see somebody, like a homeless person who needs money, right? If I have a note on me, I must give them that note. If that note is five pounds or 50 pounds, that is not my concern. But if I have a note on me, this is what I'm to do. Yeah? Two days ago, I was in Germany. And uh, I had this encounter. I came out at a train station and there's loads, loads of, of homeless people. And this guy asked me for money, and I was trying to figure out where I was going, so I said, no. And I took a few steps, and then I remembered this thing that God's put on my heart. And, and I want to say, and I rejoiced. You know, I didn't. And I thought, oh, okay, I know what, I'm, what I have to do. And so I went, and, and I had, I think, had a couple of five-year notes. I, I gave him five years. <laughs> and as I started to walk off, this woman who's, who's also homeless, who's there, she sees him. And so she comes running after me, right? And I thought, oh. And at first I was, I was like, nope, I've, I've done my bit. And, and I just felt, wait on, who gave me the right 
to say, this is enough. Yeah? Who, who, who gave me that right? This is me now saying, no, no, you said this, but maybe. And so I gave her some money as well. Um, by the way, I'm not trying to say that this is a calling for everybody. I'm not saying that every Christian must do this. Not at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm speaking about w- what God has given to me. And this is why I talk about the importance of knowing God for yourself. Because there are things that God wants you to do that are, in de- that are independent, that are uh, unique to you, that are a calling for you, that are relevant for you. And if, you go, if, some, if some of you go out and start doing what I've just said, you'll be broke, you'll be homeless. You will, I'm serious. I'm, ser- I'm so serious because it's not what God has called you to do. So you've gone to go and try and live someone else's calling and you'll get what comes with that. When I first started preaching, people said to me, oh, you should be a pastor. You should be a pastor one day. And I thank God that I never listened to that and I never tried to walk through that because I would be an awful pastor. Awful. It, it, it is not my calling. It is, you know, I've got so much respect, and I say this sincerely, I've got so much respect for people who take that mantle. Yeah, because being a pastor, I think, must be one of the hardest things in the world. I think, my God, you know, why, why do you do it? And maybe one day you'll tell me. But I think, I think, why, I think, why would you do that to yourself? No, 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 no. So, so you must know what your calling is and what your road is. And the road that you're called to walk by the Holy Spirit will be truthful for you because the truth is and the truth always will be it, it, it the truth cannot be a maybe yeah any truth that is true today but is no longer true tomorrow ceases to be truth you can't rely on that yeah we, we rely on the fact that you work and you get paid yeah and we rely on the fact that the money that i get the value of that today is going to be roughly the same value tomorrow but if I was paying you, and I said, listen, I'm going to pay you in a currency, tomorrow could be anything. You, you don't want to get paid in that currency. You need something that we can rely on, that's stable. The truth is, yeah? The Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. He is, he must be. If, if not, all this falls apart. Uh, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of sonship, which another time I might ex- ex- unpack a little bit. What is it to be a son and what, what does that matter? Uh, the spirit of grace. Okay. We also have these symbols and these symbols also tells us things about who the Holy Spirit is um, and what his personality is like. So we have this, this symbol of a dove. Yeah, I love the symbol. We have the symbol of a dove as, as we see in, in, in Matthew 3.16. Um... um Okay, one of the things that, that I, one of the ways I, I tend to think about this is I think about God wanting to be present in the midst of our troubles, yeah? So, you know, I, I sometimes think of myself like, like I'm digging. It's an analogy I think of. I think of myself like I'm, I'm digging and, and it's hot and, and I'm sweaty and it's difficult and I'm digging. And God wants to be there, you know, helping me dig yeah he's, he's not going to dig for me I've, I've got to walk this road but 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 he wants to help me dig he wants to encourage me and give me strength and so on but sometimes when i think of a dove and the holy spirit of a dove i think about it like this i think i think like if i am dirty yeah if i am dirty this dove isn't going to come and alight on me does that make sense 
Yeah, like if I'm walking in dirt and, and I'm mucky and so on and so forth, this dove can't find a home on me. It, it doesn't want to be, it's nice and pure and clean. It doesn't want to be mucky. The reason why I use these two analogies is because if I just use a second one, what you will hear is me saying, oh, when you're in your dirt and stuff, God wants no part of you. That's not what I'm saying at all. That's what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying that there's something of the Spirit of God that we can only access in, our, in, in, in cleanliness. Yeah? And that cleanliness is not of ourselves. Um, he, he's, the, the Spirit of God, of God, the Spirit of God, uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, manifests as a voice. I know people who move in the prophetic who talk about voices. Um, for me, it, it's, it's actually normally images. I say that, that when I pray for people and, and, and the words are going to come, sometimes the word doesn't come, I look in their eyes. Um, and when I look in the eyes, I see it. Um, so much so that sometimes when I pray for people, I don't like to look in their eyes because I don't want to know. I, 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 I say it's a possible instance that, that I'm uncomfortable looking at people in the eyes sometimes because I will know things that, that I don't want, you, I, that I don't want to know. I, 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 I don't want to know. But also the Spirit of God can be, can be a voice. Uh, th- th- this conference I went to, um, I'm, I'm praying for this old Italian lady who, who doesn't speak English. And as I begin to pray for her, I apologize. I said, look, I'm really sorry. This has never happened to me before because it hadn't. But I felt like God said to me, don't pray for her. You're not to pray for her. She's to pray for you. And so I said this to this lady through a translator. And she's like, yes, she's, yes, I agree, so on. And so she begins to pray for me in Italian. And as soon as she starts praying, I just find myself weeping. I'm just crying and crying. I don't even know what she's saying. Uh, I don't speak Italian. Shock horror. Um, uh, you know, I don't know what she's saying. But but she, she's praying for me in Italian, and 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 um, and and I begin to cry. And actually, that's that part's irrelevant. Sorry. The the, the important part of that story is more is this thing about the voice. And so the spirit of God can manifest, and we get this image sometimes of a voice of a voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we hear, it can be something audible, something that we, that we hear. Um, it talks about being sealed or the seal. Um, in, in Isaiah, we have this image of the spirit as living water. We have the spirit of living water. What I like about the idea, the analogy of water is, is, is how water is a source of life. Water, water is a source of life. You, you will live longer on just water than you will on just bread. Yeah? Like, like we, 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 we need it. We need water. Um, and what's interesting for me there is that I think as Christians, this is how it's supposed to be. As Christians, I think we're supposed to rely on the Holy Spirit for nurturing. Yeah? The Holy Spirit is meant to be our living water. It's meant to our living water. Um, uh, and actually, we have this idea about the Holy Spirit manifesting in, in terms of wind for Samuel, oil. And we also hear this idea in Acts about the fire. And, and the thing about fire is fire, fire burns, fire hurts, but fire purifies. You know, for some of us, the Spirit will lead us into situations that are difficult and are, are challenging. 
Because in the midst of that challenge is how we are being purified, is how we're being forged, is how we're being created better. Yeah? There, there are some challenges that God would have you away from, that God would save you from. Say, no, 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 you're not to walk that road. But there's some challenges that God would save you through. By going through that challenge, you come out on the other side better, better equipped. Um, what does the Holy Spirit do? He does different things. He teaches us. He brings conviction. Yeah? These are individual. Have any of you heard of a TV show called Games, Game of Thrones? Yeah? I loved Games of Thrones. Loved, loved the show. Loved it. And I remember, I was watching it, and I was on the third episode, third or fourth episode, um, and God said to me, don't watch this anymore. Don't watch this anymore. Yeah? But he said that to me. I will never say to another Christian, you must not watch it. Not at all. Yeah? He, he said it to me for whatever reason. In fact, when I speak to other Christians who watch it, I say, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah? I, I live vicariously through you. As you enjoy it, I feel some enjoyment. Yeah? <clears throat> I would never say to someone else, don't, don't, don't watch it. Be because in many aspects, conviction is a personal thing. Yeah? Um, I was speaking earlier about how uh, I've got this belief for my students that if they don't want to learn, don't learn. Um, but, but, you know, <laughs> like sometimes uh, during class, my students will come to class and then I might go to the toilet or something during the break and I'll see the student who should be class, I'll see them around campus. And when they see me coming, they'll hide. So what are you hiding for? What, what do you think I'm going to I'm going to chase you. Oh, you must come. If you don't want to come, don't come. Like it's, and it's entirely, yeah, the adults, it's entirely your life. Yeah? And luckily for you, you're not a child of mine. If you're a child of mine, then I'll be different. But you're not my child. So if you don't want to come, don't come. Yeah? As far as I'm concerned, all of this is individual. It's individual. Uh, it's one of the things that my wife and I, uh, we, 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 don't, we don't quite see eye to eye on, is I say, from when my kids are old enough to look after themselves, if they don't want to go to church, don't go. As far as I'm concerned, I, I didn't step foot in a church meaningfully until I was 20. Yeah? I see the value of church, by the way. I'm not saying that I don't think it's valuable, but I just think that it is so individual. Right now, you have to come to church because you're eight years old. If I leave you at home, you will drown yourself on trifle. But, but beyond that, that's why they, they go to church. That, that's the reason why I take them there. Um, but beyond that, I think if you don't want to go, it, it's so individual. You must be convicted. And if, if you're going because, oh, daddy said I have to go and there's no true, genuine conviction, it is of zero value to you. If I come to church every week and I've not been convicted by the Spirit, it's, it's, it's of zero value. I can get up here, I can say the most wonderful things, I can sing the, the, the greatest song in the world. But, but if the Holy Spirit, if I've not allowed it to do a work of conviction in me, it is, it is of zero value. Yeah, we must be, we must be convicted. All right, uh, no, no, no. Um, he gives us the power, I note this though, he gives us the power to be God's witnesses. At no stage in the Bible will you read that it says he gives us the power to increase our bank balance. He gives us the power to make ourselves known or famous or whatever. Um, Again, please hear me. I'm not criticizing uh, other types of churches. I'm, I'm just saying I've been to, to a church where, you know, the, the, the pastor's up there 
And so he's up there, never, never with the people. The, the, the pastor's up there and he's preaching and someone comes in and he'll stop preaching. He'll stop preaching and say, oh, we recognize, you know, uh, apostle so-so-and-so. Oh, we, we, we recognize uh, prophet so-so and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and I think to myself, all of this, this idea of, of, of all these grand titles that we give ourselves, this is not what God's power is. It's not about that. It's about being his witness. You'll note that if you look in the, if you look, you could do your Bible study, but you'll note that when the disciples moved in the power of the Spirit, nine times out of ten, what you'll see close to the scripture is it will say something like, and many were added to their number. Yeah? And many came to believe. And so all these movements of the Spirit were coupled with an increase in faith of others. And maybe those who, who participate as well. But the important thing is, it's never, they did all this and they were blessed with riches and cars and diamond rings. Yeah? If they said they were blessed with cars, that'd be strange. Um, but, but, but this is the idea. The, the, the Spirit, when, when He gives us a power, is to be God's witnesses. It's to be God's witnesses. Yeah? If I ever say <laughs> that I'm, I'm praying for someone or whatever, and, and at the end of it, God is not glorified, then what was the point? <sighs> anyway, anyway, sorry. Um, he testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. We, 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 are, we are physical beings. Oh, cool, I don't want to go too deep. We're physical beings. We have a physical body. Yeah? But we are spiritual beings. We, we, we have a, we are spirit. Yeah? There, there is a spiritual realm that exists. And whether we want to acknowledge it or not, it doesn't stop it existing. Yeah? I can decide I don't want to believe. As of right now, I no longer believe in gravity. Yeah? I no longer believe in gravity. Yeah? Whether I believe in gravity or not, it doesn't stop the fact that gravity believes in me. Yeah? It doesn't mean that oh, I don't believe in gravity, I'm going to start flying in a second. Yeah? Whether we believe in the spiritual realm or not, it doesn't change the fact that it exists and it affects us. Yeah? It, it doesn't stop that for one second. And so it's important that we understand that we are, we are, we are beings of spirit and, <clears throat> and the Holy Spirit will speak to our spirit. And one of the things it does is it reminds us that we're God's children. And we must know this. Because if we don't know that we're God's children, then we're trying to do things in our own power. Or even worse, we're trying to do things in another man's power. Yeah? But it testifies to us that, no, 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 we are God's children. I, um, it was, was it? no, it wasn't cameras. It was another church. I, uh, I, I preached and, and people came for prayer. And this lady said to me, she said, are you a healer? Yeah? She said, are you a healer? And I thought, no one's ever asked me this question before, so I hadn't, I'd never really thought about it. So I thought for a second, and I said, I, I'm not really, I know what you mean, but I'm not, I wouldn't describe myself as a healer. But what I am is I'm a child of God. And God heals. And so therefore, if you're asking me this because you want healing, I'm going to say that if it's God's will, then it will be done. 
And, and that's more my approach. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not this, I'm not that. I'm, I'm Michael. I'm, I'm, I'm Michael who loves trifle. Um, <laughs> have I dropped enough hints of what I want for lunch? Um, no, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, so, so yeah, it's just that we've got children, and knowing that we've got children because of the power of the Holy Spirit is, is such an important place to be. To be honest, we could spend, we could spend two, three, four sessions on, on Romans 8.16 in and of itself and the significance of being a, a child of God and what that means and, and so on and so forth. Um, Romans 8.26, he, help, uh, he helps us in our weakness. Uh, a couple more things that we learn about the, the Holy Spirit. He enables righteousness and peace in us. Earlier on, we spoke about peace and peace being in different situations. He enables us to flow with hope, to be sanctified. He enables the fruit of the Spirit in us. He enables joy in us. And lastly, I put... He gives us various gifts according to his will as he determines. Okay, we're not taking a break. We've already had it. I saw people's eyes light up. Oh, again? No. <laughs> Mischievous children. No. Um, okay, I'm going to spend the rest of my time. Uh, I can't even, I always keep on to check. 12.45 is lunch. Cool. So I'm going to spend the next 24 minutes just talking about this, talking about learning and developing a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. That looks kind of fuzzy. Can you read that? Yeah? Okay, cool. We'll go with that. Um, okay, so, uh, so we, we've got an understanding of, of who the Holy Spirit is, part of the Trinity, uh, what he does, and so on and so forth. Okay, cool. How do we have a relationship with this person? Uh, how do we improve our relationship? Well, there's a couple of things. Hey, number one, we have to live our lives yielded to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So one of the things that we know already is, is that he has a voice, and we have to live our lives yielded to that voice. Yeah? Let me tell you that that's not easy. It's not easy because the ways of God are not the ways of the world. Yeah? The ways of God are not the ways of the world. And therefore, the things that God would have us do are things that are opposite to what the world would have us do. Yeah? Uh, before I became a Christian, if someone had said to me, hey, every time you see a homeless person or whatever, you've got to give them money. And God being God, it's not enough that you just, because if that's someone, said, someone, yeah, someone said that to me, I'll say, oh, brilliant. Every time I see a homeless person, I'll be like, here's 5P. Yeah? So God said, no. Every time you see him, it's got to be a note. It's got to be something of value. Yeah? The, the ways of God are not the ways of men. He will convict us of sin, he will lead us into truth, and he will purify, sanctify our souls. Yeah? So we have to live a life that's yielded to the inner voice of the Spirit. Um, he will guide us in our daily lives. Galatians 5.25, uh, Luke 9.23. Um, it, it's... it's it's a daily, it's a daily walk. But, in order to be yielded, we have to have his help, his assistance. And we need his assistance for different things. Let me tell you, uh, and if you've never done this, I would urge you to do this with, with reading your Bible. Yeah? Well, I would urge you to read the Bible. Um, but, my favorite, my favorite um, thing to preach about is if, if I'm going to a church, a new church, I've never pre preached it before, and I don't have a particular topic in mind, I will preach John 6. It's my favorite scripture in the world. 
Yeah, I, I think it is excellent as, as a study, um, as a, because as I said earlier, you know, there's different types of books of the Bible, right? There, there's poetry and so on and so on. John 6 is brilliant because John 6 is a mystery. It's a mystery. Did you ever read mystery, like short story mystery novels? Like, um, I used to read these books in Encyclopedia Brown. You, you would read a story and then you'd go to the back of the book and it would give you the solution. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I loved, as a kid, and, and I used to love these books. This was better than having the internet or sky or whatever. I'd sit down and I'd read this book. And what I loved about them is I would try and figure it out. Yeah? I'll try and figure it out. And a good mystery, you should be able to work it out. Because sometimes I used to watch these Batman movies, you know, and he'd be like tied up upside down above a shark tank, you know, and then it would end the episode. You'd think, oh, God, how's he ever going to get out of this? And then the next episode, next week would start, you know, and then he'd be like, oh, luckily I've got my shark spray. And you think, oh, well, that's a bit of a cheat. You know, you can't have shark spray. Yeah? So, so a good mystery will make sense. And, and John 6 for me is one of the best mysteries because it doesn't tell you it's a mystery, but, but when you read your way through it, um, I'm going ahead of myself. So, this thing I'm saying about the Holy Spirit. What I used to do, um, I want to blame kids and say that's why I don't do it anymore. But, uh, you know, I'm amongst friends, I'll be honest. I don't do it anymore mainly because I'm lazy and I don't prioritize it. Yeah? But I should. What I used to do is I would pick up my Bible and I'll say, I'm not going to stop reading until you give me some great revelation. Yeah? And I would read. And sometimes God would give me revelation and I'll say, nope, it's not good enough. Yeah, I want you to knock my socks off. I want something that, that's really going to be, you know, amazing. And sometimes it would happen in one line. Yeah, I would, I would say that I would start reading and by the end of, the, of that verse, or the end of that line, my mind is blown. And the greatest revelation that, that I remember for me was always reading through John 6. I, I really understood something about the nature of God and, and, and something that I love to, to preach about. But it's not what we're here for today. So uh, what does the Holy Spirit do? Um, uh, we, we get his assistance when we read the Bible. If we look for it, if we ask for it. Yeah? When we worship God. When we worship God. Um, when, when I'm... At churches, when I'm at worship events, again, some of this stuff just sounds crazy, but this is just my truth. When I'm at worship events, when people are worshiping, when my eyes are closed, I can, I can hear if God is present or not. That's the only way I can describe it. I can close my eyes because the first time it used to happen, I, um, I'd be at church, um, I'll be facing the band, the, the worshiping, maybe my eyes are closed in worship. And I would feel as if the room is just full of millions of people. You know, and I'll turn around and maybe there's only two other people there. I thought, this is so strange. Um, and after a while, as I grew, I started realizing this is just how one of the ways that man, the, 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 the presence of God manifests for me. In worship, it is possible to worship without God. It, it is entirely possible to get up and sing songs you love and God has no part of it. Yeah. Um, also, it is possible to turn up with no instruments, no slides, and, and all you have is clapping. Yeah. 
and God to be in the midst of it, to be moving, that people are coming to repentance, that people are coming to understand the nature of who God is, that people are, are receiving healing, not just in the physical, but in the spiritual, that people are, are having an encounter with God beyond our understanding. Yeah, as, as he's the example of that woman praying for me in Italian, it wasn't her words in and of itself. Her words meant nothing to me. I didn't understand them. But it was the spirit of God that was moving as she was praying that mattered. Yeah, and that is that is beyond beyond our understanding. But this, the spirit of God um, comes in in and worship. The spirit of God comes in in difficult situations. Yeah, we have to ask for the assistance of His Spirit when we want to share our faith. Because we can share our faith and it has no value. We can share our faith and, and it means nothing to people without God's spirit. We need to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And relationships, for those of you who are married and those of you who want to be married, yeah, relationships take work. Yeah? Yes, all the married couples uh, receive that. Yeah, relationships take work. Relationships take work. They require effort. Um, and relationships are 24 hours. Yeah? So I don't get a time of day where I get to say, ah, you know what? For the next hour, I'm not married. Yeah? Or my, my son comes to me and I go, oh, no, 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 no. For the next 10 minutes, I'm not your daddy. Yeah? I don't, I don't get to do that. Relationships take work and you walk in them and you are in them all the time, every day. And it's no different with the Holy Spirit. So if we want to have a relationship with him, same way, I know that my wife doesn't like it when I leave the dirty dishes uh, in the sink. So if I want to have a good relationship with her, then I've got to try not to do that. Yeah, If we want to have a good relationship with the Spirit of God, we have to avoid the things which grieve the Spirit. We have to understand what they are. We have to avoid these things. Yeah, We have to be conscious, or actually maybe I should put, we have to be intentional about welcoming the Holy Spirit into our daily life. It means that it's got to be something that you want to do. Yeah, In Nigeria... We say, if someone wants, if we want someone to do something and they don't want to do it, we use the phrase, it's not by force. Yeah? Say, so you don't know. If you don't do it, it's not by force. <laughs> you don't want to come to my class? It's not by force. Yeah? It means that I'm not going to make you do it. Yeah? The Holy Spirit won't come into our lives by force. Yeah? It's not going to, if you don't want him to come, he won't come. Yeah? It, we have to be intentional about it. And having welcomed him, welcomed him in, we have to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. There are some times where I pray for people and, and, um, when I pray for people, I have this thing. Oh, I should have said this at the beginning. I'm sorry. I forgot. If over the next day in a bit, um, I'm, what's what I want? Aloof. Aloof? Uh, slightly distant. Thank you. It's not because um, I'm not happy to see you guys, whatever. I love being at cameras. Love it. It's not because of that at all. But it's because what I, what I don't want is, oh, hey, how have you been doing? You start telling me about your lives. 
And then when we have time for prayer and ministry, I'm now repeating to you what you said to me. Does that make sense? Yeah? That, that doesn't make sense at all. That's zero value. Zero value to you guys. Yeah? Um, and so that aloofness, anytime I do things like this, is just so that if there's ministry, there's full space for God to minister and for his voice to be heard. And so sometimes when people come for prayer, I always say, you know, don't tell me what we pray for, let's pray first. Sometimes people are burdened with all these things and I feel God saying, they just need a filling of the Holy Spirit. That's it. It's not complex. It's not difficult. It's not mysterious. It's not, you know, go home and say seven Hail Marys or whatever. It, 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 it's just be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's all you need. And if you would let that happen, it would speak into and deal with, with the situation as you see it. Okay. Um, why does God want us to be done, done with this? I've said it before. Yeah? Why does he want to, to, to be filled with his power? It's so that we witness the life of Jesus, so that we become like Jesus. Yeah? We seek, we, when we seek other people, when, when we speak, so when we pray, when we chat to other people's lives, we do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's as if Jesus is with them. It's as if Jesus was, is with them. Guys, th- th- that is a, 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 <laughs> have, have any of you ever read the Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah? I love the Chronicles of Narnia. I'm, I'm, I'm reading at the moment with my kids. It's a bedtime stories and, and we're loving it. Um, and there's, there's a moment in the line, the witch and the wardrobe. By the way, when I first read the Chronicles of Narnia, I wasn't a Christian. I didn't know that C.S. Lewis was a Christian. Um, and when I found out he was a Christian, I felt robbed. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. I felt like, I felt like, I, not robbed, I felt cheated. Yeah, it's like, like someone had, had slipped in this religious Christian teaching without me knowing what was going on, you know? And I used to read these books. I read them all the time. Um, in, in Nigeria, we, we had, um, we had Nepa. They would take lights. We'd have no electricity, so we couldn't watch TV or anything. Yeah, Nepa would take light. And, and so what would happen is, um, uh, I, I would read. I was a voracious. I couldn't, I, I read so much as a kid. Um, and I look back and I think, I was already then beginning to understand something of, of my creator without even knowing that this is what was happening. Um, and I felt very cheated. And every time I think about it, I think, oh, Mr. Lewis, thank you. Um, because I'm glad I did that. Um, so in, in the Chronicles of Narnia, Land of Witch in the Wardrobe, there's a moment before, the, before these kids meet Aslan, um, where, who's represented as a lion, where one of them, I think Peter says that he's, no, not Peter, it's, not Lucy, it's Susan, says she's scared to meet him. Yeah? And the, Mrs. Beaver said, it, it always struck me, she said, anybody who's not scared to meet a, a, a lion is either braver than most people or stupid. Yeah? And, and, and I think that's a really, really true thing. If we are to be like Jesus to other people, and you hear this, yeah? And it doesn't frighten you. You're either braver than most people, I wouldn't say stupid, or ignorant, not understanding the depth of what that is. Yeah? There is absolutely, I can do a lot of things on my own. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I can stand here and preach a good message entirely by myself, absent of God. When I say good message, I should say an interesting message. Yeah? I can get here and do that entirely on my own. Yeah? For it to be meaningful to you, God must be present. But for me to get here and say some nice words, 
Nothing. Okay? So there's a lot of things that we can do on our own. We cannot be Jesus. We cannot be like Jesus without the Spirit of God. Yeah? If we are to speak to people, pray to pray for people, for to touch people, if it's meant to be that how we live is as if Jesus were present, you cannot undertake that without the Holy Spirit. It, it, it is just impossible. And I like that Jesus says, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and says, and they will do even greater things than these. They will do even greater things than these. Yeah? So let me ask you, you don't have to answer this to me, answer it to yourself. Have you been doing even greater things than Jesus? Yeah? There's some churches where you say something like that, and they'll, based on their naive, uh, immature understanding of things of the Bible, they say, oh, oh, you can't say that. You can't say that you'll do greater things than Jesus. It's in the scriptures. It's there. Don't run from it. Don't hide from it. It's what we are to do. Yeah? It's not enough to say, oh, five years ago I did this. Yeah? Ten years ago. Oh, one day, uh, seven years ago, uh, I prayed for this person and he was healed. Great. But what are you doing now? What are you doing now? Are you doing greater things than these now? Because that is what we're meant to be doing. And if you're not, by the way, it's not that God doesn't love you and so on and so forth. It's that you don't have the relationship with the Holy Spirit that you're supposed to have in order to do these things. God cannot send you out to be his witness among people and not empower you to do that job. I wouldn't send my son and say, hey, I want you to go and win me a football match because he loves football. Go and win me a football match. But by the way, I'm going to give you a, a pair of slippers to play in. Yeah, you want to play football, I want you to do the best footballer you can be. Here's the shoes you need. Here are the shin pads. Here are the clothes. Here's the equipment. Here's the training. Here are the rules of football. Here's everything you need to know. Now go and do it. Yeah, God will say that exactly the same thing to us. Here is what I want you to do. Here are the resources. Here is the equipment. Here are the people you need. Here's the knowledge you need. Here's the wisdom you need. Here's the power you need. Now go and do it. But what we would do is we would say, no, I know better. Yeah, I don't need the spirit. I heard talk about the spirit. Nah, nonsense. Yeah, oh, I was filled with the spirit, as I say, seven years ago. Yeah, that will last me a lifetime. Off I go. Yeah, it is not meant to be like this. You're meant to be continuously filled. You're meant to continuously have experiences of the Spirit of God. And can I tell you something? The Spirit of God being in the presence, being in the presence. I, well, let me not speak for you. For me, I, I find it difficult to carry that. I find it difficult to be in the, in, in the fullness of the presence and the Spirit of God continuously. Yeah, I find I find it challenging. I find it challenging emotionally, but sometimes I find I find it challenging um, physically. So, so, so one of the things that my pastor Winston taught me um, when I minister is afterwards eat and sleep. Yeah, b- b- just because of, of, of what it, it 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 does to me. I don't compare, compare myself to Jesus, but I get it from Jesus when when he's walking um, and the woman touches the hem of his cloak 
And he says, virtue has left me. There's an understanding that when we're doing things of God, we, we give something of ourselves. Yeah? But if you're not filled, if you're not filled with the Spirit of God, then what are you giving? If you're not filled, if we're giving something ourselves and you're not filled with the Spirit of God, then we have to say, what is it we're giving? Okay, I'm going to finish on these three, three ideas and then a quick summary. <laughs> three ideas I'm going to need to do. Um, you want to deepen your relationship with the Holy Spirit, you need to move. You need to move. You need to move towards Jesus. So you have to know, as never before, that Jesus is alive as Lord with power and authority today. Jesus is not just alive then, but he's alive now. And this power and authority is relevant now. If you don't understand that, don't believe that, don't receive that, then you do nothing from that place. Um, you need to move towards Jesus. You need to move God the Father. You need to have an experience of the depths of God's love for you. You have to have this assurance of his fatherhood. He is your father. Yeah? You have to be set free to love him and praise him with joy. And not just joy, confidence. The confidence that comes from knowing that he is your father and he loves you as you are. Finally, you have to move towards God's word. You need to have an appetite or a new appetite for the Bible, for understanding the Bible, for greater ability to use it, to hear God speak to you through it. Um, understanding the Bible, understanding the Bible does not mean, or Bible study does not mean reading the Bible as a, as a book. Yeah? Understanding the Bible, for me, means challenging the Bible. I say to people, especially to new believers, I say don't treat the Bible as if it were true. Don't treat it as if it were true. Treat it as if it were false. Treat it as if it were lie. Treat it as if everything in there was a lie. The reason why I say that is because if you treat it as if it was true, you don't challenge it. And if you don't challenge it, it can't change you. You, you have to challenge this thing. Treat it as if, no, I don't believe you. I want to prove you wrong. And when you find that you cannot prove things wrong, then it becomes real. Then it becomes meaningful. Then it changes your life. And the Bible should. It must change your life. And finally, we need to move towards the Spirit. This is our fourth movement. Our fourth movement is towards the Spirit. We have to become sensitive to His presence and His guidance. We have to know when the Spirit of God is speaking, when the Spirit of God is not speaking. The, the voice of God will be different to all of us. It will manifest. And that's why we looked at these different manifestations. Yeah, It will manifest differently to all of us. How it manifests for me will be different to how it manifests for you. That doesn't make it, that doesn't mean that it is therefore a different spirit. Yeah, It's just a different understanding, a different experience. Like I said about the, um, the, the blind man and the elephant. So you have, to be, you have to be sensitive to how he manifests for you. What his presence and guidance is for you. And then you become open to receiving these many and various gifts of his spirit. And, and, and lastly, all of this is so that we can be his witnesses. So we have to move towards the world. We have to move towards others. Become more open to others, more loving, more caring. Um, we, want, we have to be an eager and active part of our church. Yeah? That there is no body who should be in church and isn't serving in some way. Now, what service is, I leave to you and your interpretation. Yeah? But there is no service 
that is sitting down at the back of the church and going home at the end of church and doing the same next week. Yeah? So we have to be serving within our church. We need to be moving towards a world. We have to grow bolder in witnessing for Jesus. There's that guy, I don't know, you must have seen him on, uh, uh, seen him on, uh, at um, Leicester Square. He's got the megaphone. Yeah? You walk past him and say, are you going to be a sinner or a winner? Yeah, have you ever seen this guy? Are you never, you never even heard of this guy? He's at Leicester Square, sometimes at Tottenham Court Road. Like people walk past and say, ah, you, you, you dirty, you're going to hell. And so on and so forth. Um, and I think the guy's insane. Yeah, this is my instinct. I think this guy's insane. But then I was reading about people who got saved that way. People who, who got up that day, no intention, never even heard of God. They're walking down the road and someone shouts to them, you are you going to be a sinner or a winner? Oh, God is real. And I think, how amazing is our father? Honestly, because, because if he said to me, you know, I was, I was, in, I was in Romania and, and I preached, come on, I preached about, it's, I preached on something. And then on that day, this woman comes and she wants to give her life. Yeah, she's been going to this church for more than five years. And she'd never given a life. She hears this message. She wants to give a life. The message that day was probably, it might have been on, on the power of God. I can't remember. If you said to me, preach a message for people to come to repentance, yeah? I would talk about hell. I would talk about the impact of sin. Something like that. Yeah? But this is not what I preach about at all. But yet, this is the impact I had. Why? Because of who God is and because of who the Spirit is. So what I'm saying, when I say is that you have to grow bold in witnessing for Jesus, I'm not saying that you have to shout at people unless that's what God tells you to do. In which case, you know, who am I to tell you otherwise? Go and do it. Yeah? But, but what I mean is, witness for Jesus through how you live. If you have right relationship with the Father, He will do that work. You don't need to worry. Yeah? I didn't need to worry, oh, how am I going to get this woman to come and believe? I, God said, go and preach this message, so I preached it. And, and the rest was up to him. Yeah? So you witness from Jesus through a relationship with the Father through the Holy Spirit. Um, and finally, I love putting this there, towards spiritual warfare. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah? Towards spiritual warfare. Again, I, I promise you, I'm going to finish in less than five minutes. I promise you. Yeah? I know, I know we're tired. Less than five minutes. You have to become more aware of your authority in Christ Jesus over the enemy so you can stand and see God's kingdom extended. Yeah? Evil spirits are real. They are real. Spiritual warfare is a real thing. Oh, but I've never participated in it. I've never experienced it. No, no, you have. What you mean is you've been losing. That's what, I'm serious. Because if you were winning your spiritual battles, you would know that you, you can't be in a fight and win a fight and didn't know you had a fight. Yeah? But because you've been losing your spiritual battles or your walk, you have no idea that that's not the correct state of things. Yeah? This, this, this is it. I was in church in Hudson Regis and I went to, 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 to preach there and I see this guy and the second I see him, it, it scared me. The second I saw, I, I even can't even look as if, he's, as if he's sitting here. The second I see this guy, I know this guy's possessed. I know it with every fiber of my being. And I go to the elders of the church and I say, you see this guy here? This guy's possessed. You guys need to deal with this. And one of the elders says to me, she says, that makes sense. I have no idea what this guy's done or whatever the experience, but she's, she says that, you know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. And I thought, my goodness, such has been the conditions of this poor man's life that 
He's, he's had no relief. And so he and probably people around him have thought this is the, the only way it can be. Yeah? They, they weren't understanding that actually that this is spiritual warfare and they have to deal with it as such. Sermon application. Uh, so what have we learned? The Holy Spirit is, is the third person of, of the Godhead, of the Trinitarian Godhead, once for a counselor, lead us to Jesus, to God the Father. Uh, that the Holy Spirit is a source of power available to every believer to enable us to do God's will and be who God wants us to be. And that through the Holy Spirit, we then have the power and character of Jesus. So, final slide. Let me leave you with this. We all need to understand and know the reality and the power of the Holy Spirit and that it brings life. It brings life into our beings and strength into our lives. Without the Spirit, we can't live in His power. We don't know His strength on a daily basis. And if we want to fully enjoy and fully be who we want to be, then we need this gift of the Holy Spirit from God the Father. Let's say there is a nail on this wall, and I want to hammer a a nail into a wall. I could take a book, yep? I could take a book, and I could use that book and hit the nail into the wall. If I did that, would the nail go into the wall? If I use use a hard enough book, of course it would. I'm showing you people. Yeah? If I put a nail on a wall and I use a book hard enough and I smash it, that nail is going to go into the wall. Trust me, it will. Yeah? I might damage the book, but the nail will go into the wall. What I'm trying to tell you is that you can achieve things without God. Yeah? But the instrument designed for a nail is a hammer. If I use a hammer to put the nail in, I'm less likely to damage the wall, the nail, or the hammer. Yeah? We have to use the right thing for the right job. God has designed you to do a job. You could spend your life doing something else. You could earn money. You could be effective in it. You could be effective. But you have no idea the damage you're doing to yourself or others because you're not doing what God wants you to do. You live your whole life, oh, but I've got a nice house. My kids are happy. I come to church. Who cares? Who cares? Without knowing the Holy Spirit and knowing what God wants for you, it is the equivalent of seeing someone trying to make courgette pie and throwing trifle in it. On that note, I'm going to pray and release you to lunch. Well, release you to Robson. I don't know if you want to say anything before lunch. Um, But let, let me just pray quickly. Father, I thank you that in the midst of our busy lives, and they are busy lives, I thank you, Father, that you create this oasis, that you create this time for us uh, to come together and to intentionally seek your presence, to intentionally seek your, your knowledge, your wisdom, your understanding. Father, I pray that we would have a, a greater understanding of who you are and who your spirit is. Father, I pray that we would uh, have the, the desire to have a greater relationship with your spirit and that, Father, through that, we would be equipped to be the men and the women that you would have us be. Lord God, we know that you have a plan for us. Your word says that there is work that you've put aside for us to do. So Lord God, I pray that we would seek that work and through your spirit we'll be equipped to do that work. Father, I pray that through our lives we would uh, reap fruit, good fruit, fruit, fruit that would last, Lord, fruit for you. And Father, I just pray that in all things and in all times and in all places that we would remember that your spirit is is true, is alive, is truth and is. Lord God, I pray that at the beginning and end of each day, we will be able to look at and we will be able to say, it is well. 
It is well with our souls, Lord God, because of your Holy Spirit. So, Father, we would thank you that you wouldn't send us to do this work uh, ill-equipped, but that you would be right there with us, that your Spirit be right there with us to guide, Lord God, to, to, to provide, to heal, amen, to give us wisdom, that all things that we need are accessible to us, Lord. Help us all to move in your power. Help us all to be moved by your power. Help us all, Lord, not to be here out of intellectual curiosity, but to be here out of longing. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, that you would remove from our midst, amen. People, Lord God, who are just here out of curiosity. But Father, let us have a longing and a thirst and a hunger for you and things of you. Lord God, we pray, amen, that you would move in this place in such a real meaningful way. That Lord God, it's not for show, it's not for gimmicks, amen. But Lord God, that you would move, amen, because of who you are. You would move, Lord God, because we are closer to being the men and women you'd have us be. And Father, lastly, Lord, I pray. I pray that you'd open all our eyes to understand things of the spiritual realm. Amen. That, Father, that we would understand what spiritual warfare truly is. That, Father, Lord God, we wouldn't run from it, we wouldn't be scared, but that we would enter the arena boldly because we declare that we are children of the living God. Hallelujah. What, what can we fear? Who, who will we fear if you are with us? So, Lord, help us have relationship with you to know that you are with us. Let us have, amen, that blessed assurance, Father, that comes with knowing we're a child of yours. Father, I'm so thankful, so grateful to be here today. Lord God, I thank you, Father. I thank you so much. I pray bless us all as we continue to move throughout this conference. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Bless you, Lord. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. If you want more information about Camrose Baptist Church, visit our website, www.camrosebc.org.uk. Follow us on Instagram at Camrose Baptist Church and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Camrose Baptist Church Edgeware.